Warning! The Cooped Up Podcast is an all-encompassing pop culture podcast talking about all things but not just things nerdy. We're going to be talking about the entirety of Marvel's slate from 2021 and what we're looking forward to in 2022. So we are going to be spoiling all nine properties that came out this past year, including four films and five TV shows. If you have not seen any of these shows, such as Loki or WandaVision or Spider-Man No Way Home, I highly suggest you either watch them and come back to this episode or uh, have fun. Bye. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast, the podcast that is just a little chilly right now for reasons that I will not disclose. As always, my name is Koopa, and each week I sit down with a friend and we talk about all the happenings of pop culture, which include all things nerdy and fun in between. And this week, folks, uh, we're going to start our podcast of the new year. We've survived. We are nearing two years in a pandemic and one year of a podcast, and I, time's starting to turn into that flat circle again, and I love it. And... You know, I am uh, very excited uh, to kick off 2022 with a first-time guest. Uh, she is one of my favorite humans on the internet, one of my longest-running human non-Smash friends, uh, actually. So we have uh, broken the streak of having people who I've strictly known through a child's video game uh, on my uh, podcast. So, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder of Rooster Teeth, New Jersey, and general internet oh gremlin. my god uh, please welcome to my podcast uh katie mulligan hi katie how hi hello how hey, are, you? are you this is this is a long time coming because i've literally talked about having you it's <laughs> finally about happening. having you on my show literally since i started it if i had a dollar for every text of hey let's go let's do a let's do an episode together i'd have like probably close to ten dollars it's been it's which is ten dollars too many it's true it's, it's a, that's a lot of money in this economy forget about it it is a lot of it's like it's some gas money <laughs> yes uh but you know put 10 regular fill it yeah, up you know you dig yeah, we need anyway um, but I, I again i'm very happy i was finally able to get you on my show how are you it's been a minute how you doing yes i'm good yes thank you for having me no i'm great i'm so i'm so excited to talk about everything today i've been wanting to jones out the spoilers i still haven't publicly talked about no way home yet because i'm still trying to respect people but i think i've given them enough time um because i have a lot of things to talk about and of course we'll delve into that but yeah i'm happy to be here happy to talk happy to chat yeah yeah absolutely. we will get into all of that plus more in a second but first i would be failed to not give a shout out to the hosting site and our podcast network the believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting platform for professionals, uh, hosting over 400 shows featuring some of your favorite, uh, you know, sports figureheads and media figures such as, you know, Bill Polian, Adam Pacman Jones, so on and so forth. If you guys want to check out my show and other shows, you can check it out at Believe.com. And if you guys want to check out us, you can check us out at Believe.com slash show slash cooped hyphen up. Where the entirety of our 2021 library is up there, which includes over 42 podcasts. Uh, and I got to say, just patting myself on the back once again for a successful year. 42 shows of 26 unique guests. Uh, it just proves that I have exactly 26 friends who I can force into <laughs> joining on to a show with me. But again, shout out to Believe. You guys uh, make sure to do like and download the podcast You know when it goes up. And uh, check it out on all of your respective platforming uh, podcast sites, such as you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If there is a podcasting app, we exist on it. There is podcast apps I haven't even heard of that have our show on it. Hey, shout out to you guys. Uh, but yeah, we're here because I have been dying 
to talk about just the entirety of Marvel's, uh, you know, 2021 slate. Uh, because, you know, like I said, we uh, at the top of the show, there has been nine uh, Marvel properties that have come out this year after 2020 was completely bone dry of content. We're about a, a good ways into phase four right now, kind of getting a, fa- a look into where this next post-Infinity Gauntlet era of Marvel is going. Uh, and Katie, you are equally, if not the biggest Marvel fan I know in, in my in my personal life. And uh, yeah, But before we talk about it, you know, uh, it's, I know you've been on, on, on a big binge of, of content this past week. Did you watch anything not Marvel-related this week, or were you just strictly sticking to the homework assignment? Um... By myself, no. When I've seen like I've seen a couple friends this week, and I've started rewatching a couple animes Ooh. with them. But for if it was just me, I've just been focusing on Mar. It's been very hard. I've been like sitting down. It's like okay, you got to get through the show. You got to <laughs> know what happens. You got to piece everything together because you know Kevin Feige. Everything connects yeah. somehow. So non Marvel recommendation to this week. What have you been watching? Because I want to get back to this on the show where I love I love asking my guests what's like the most recent thing they've been. Or like, what? Are, what are they? What are they vibing with? That's not just like the current subject material. Uh, yeah. Uh, currently, current hyperfixation is um, uh, Skate the Infinity. It is the ah, skateboarding yes. anime. It is. It's uh, on Funimation. Very fun. Very uh, lighthearted. Very very uh, queer baby. Hopefully confirmed season two. But very gay. Very big fan. Uh, and then uh, also get I rewatched the first part of Attack on Titan because the new season comes out in a couple oh my days. God, so that's soon already. To that too. It's like three that's days. Crazy. Yeah, final wow. part. Insane. It, it's so strange to me because like around the uh, around the time that like my footprint on the internet started to get like made was around the time where Attack on Titan was really starting to get popular, and uh, I just remember watching yeah. that first season. I'm like, yo, this shit hits. But then I'm just like, damn, when's that season two coming out? <laughs> like, I felt like right. I was in a, I felt like I was in Attack on Titan Purgatory for like years, and a lot of my friends. Yeah, are like I'll that, eventually yeah. go back and like, I, I want to binge it all at some point. I just, it's one of those things where like, I just want to have it to be finished and and complete it. Uh, but I will definitely check out uh, Escape mm-hmm. the Infinity because I've heard nothing but great things about it. Uh, I'm, I'm very oh. <laughs> It's great. It's so good. I've rewatched it. I think like four times. <laughs> Hyperfixation runs it's, deep. It's true. As someone that's known you through many stages of the internet, I know for a fact <gasps> that how how hard you you really latch on to something when you like it. And likewise too. I am in currently the strangest renaissance of my nerd life right now, uh, because I have been rewatching okay. a lot of Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I've been in the mood. I don't. You know. So fat. You know. Re- did you I watch did the watch special? special? Yes, I watched. I watched the special. Okay. The twentieth anniversary uh, Harry Potter reunion happened. It came out on HBO Max on New Year's Day, and listen, I'll I'll, I'll be upfront with it. Wizarding World and magic stuff has always been some of the weakest aspects of my of my nerd uh, repertoire. I, magic just never really interested me. I was more into science, I guess. <laughs> you know, I was more into like you right. know, sci-fi stuff, like you know spaceships and lightsabers and you know all be uh anthropomorphic people who are spiders sure let's go with that so like right. harry potter I, I you know i have vivid memories of going to the movies to like watch the harry potter films when they were you know out i remember watching the you know deathly harlows part one and two as a double feature when the you know on the midnight release of the movie Ooh. great viewing experience it was a lot of fun again i stuck out like a sore thumb because i've been very far removed from the fandom at that point in 2012 
but right, you know, it's one of, or 2011. That's when that movie came out. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's always an itch that I've like liked to scratch every now and then, despite you know the the constant issues of that J.K. Rowling presents the, the you know the planet and the world. So it's amazing that Harry Potter is the first right. you know self written piece of literature, uh, you know, to ever exist. So that's crazy. But uh, despite all that, you know, uh, I've been going back to watch these movies with uh, with my girlfriend. Uh, as part of an, an agreement where I, you know, she sat down and watched the entirety of the MCU with me up until Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. And as an agreement, she's like, OK, Good. you're going to watch nice. all of this with me now because I'm just like, you know, that's it's fair. fine. And it's been great. And I watched the special and I got emotional. I, I, I got to say, I've, I've never again, Harry Potter has never been like at the top of any of my lists. But it was fun to see these characters that I, you know, grew up with now that they're like slightly older than I am, you know, they're only like in their like early, right. you know, mid thirties. I, uh, and it was cool, you know, just to watch, you know, Emma Watts, Emma uh, Watson and Rupert Grit, you know, talk to each other. And, you know, Tom Felton's, you know, portrayal of God is like what carried me through the week. I'm just like, the, I'm just like the, fact yeah. that thought, you know, I'm just like, listen, the man drew God as a girl with a backwards hat on a skateboard. And I'm just like, you know what? Do I like Draco Malfoy now? Do I? Am I willing to rewrite that much history? Not sure yet, but Tom Felton definitely uh, struck struck a, a chord with me there, and it was just fun to see all these you know all these characters again. I'm a sucker for a good reunion. I'm a sucker for any of that. Stuff. Right. I watched a Friends reunion. I could give less of a shit about. So Friends. did I. I was just about to say. Yeah, right. I I don't think I can tell you. Maybe I can honestly tell you the amount of Friends episodes I've watched on one hand, and I watched a reunion, and it was really fun, and I enjoyed it as someone who like is surrounded i'm currently surrounded by friends references just because of where i work <laughs> so it's like i knew enough of the big ha-has to be like ah yes that's funny ah yes i understood that reference yeah you know? exactly it, it's one of those yeah. things where i i just love that this era we're in now we're like thanks to streaming services you know we can have these big scale reunions of all these you know mediums that we love and i have a couple of anniversary podcasts for for films that are coming out this year a certain mcu film is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year which makes me want to throw up and uh so look yeah. forward to, uh to that you know uh you know coming in a few months a little tease and uh that's a great transitioning Ooh. point as we move on uh to what we really want to talk about oh, so, nice as we mentioned uh, you know, Marvel had a lot to offer in 2021. We talked a lot about Marvel on my show in 2021, whether it be, you know, reviews, of, you know, uh, thought, quick thoughts on the series that came out, a couple of reviews of the shows. Uh, by the way, go download the Spider-Man review podcast if you haven't gone and already done so. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're going to talk about where Marvel went in 2021 and what we can see from Marvel, not just the MCU, but from, you know, other Marvel properties in 2022. But Katie, again, I would be failed to uh, to not ask you about your Spider-Man thoughts because you are, again, if not the biggest Spider-Man fan I know, the biggest Spider-Man fan that I know. Um, so, so let's talk about it. You haven't talked openly about Spider-Man with anybody yet. This is a safe space. This is a spoiler space. Spoiler warning one more time uh, yes. if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet. So yeah. how are we feeling a couple of weeks removed from Spider-Man No Way Home? Um, I'm feeling really, really excited. I'm really excited to see where they take Peter Parker now, because this was probably the most perfect way to give Peter Parker the cleanest slate in the world while keeping everybody happy. Everybody got a new Peter Parker. Everybody got to witness him, you know, from homecoming to, to no way home to far from or far from home to no way home. Um, you got to watch him progress and now it's like a whole clean slate and it's a whole new Peter Parker and you 
now you get to watch him is a whole new origin story. And that is, I think it could have been more accurately executed to keep both parties, you know, the people who really enjoyed the first trilogy and the people who are looking forward to the next trilogy. I feel like it's just, it was a great setup on Feige's part. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I haven't seen the movie a second time yet because some people that I've been wanting to go see the movie with have uh, come down with the Rona. So I have I've I haven't really been mm. able to get to the movies a second time. So I'm really sad because I really want to witness it a second time. But again, I've been I freed myself of, of uh you know spoiler free Twitter. Uh, you know, I've now unleashed myself into the dark arts of watching people pre- you know record the uh the, the movie screens. Uh, not that we endorse that stuff, but hey, you know it is yes. what it is. But yeah, listen, I, I I echo a lot of those same thoughts. I'm I'm very excited. You know where this next trilogy of films goes, you know, the, I finally get to witness my Peter Parker that I love, you know, he's broke listening to police scanners, uh, not paying rent on the first and probably doesn't have health insurance, which is awesome. And I, and I, <laughs> and I right. think that's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see if they choose to tackle, you know, when they choose to tackle the black suit stuff, if they're going to introduce characters like, you know, Dr. Connors in, in the MCU properly, that's not just Reese Ifris. Uh, you know, are they going to introduce a Gwen Stacy, uh, you know, uh, into the uh, into the MCU? Who knows? There's a lot of possibility there, and I'm I'm really really excited to see where they go with it. And I wanted to ask you because I know that you, uh, you love yourself some Tom Holland. Uh, I've never actually asked you your thoughts on the other Spider-Men, and you know, considering that they are all over this film for the third act of the film, do you have like 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 where where, where was your head at when uh, number one did you get spoiled before going in, and number two, uh, how like you know where where are your feelings with uh, non Tom Holland Spider-Man stuff? Um, I was always really. I mean, I remember seeing. Vividly, I remember seeing specifically Toby's. I think I saw the third movie in theaters. That was like my first one. I had seen, of course, the first two, but I'd seen them at home, so it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> I definitely remember seeing him on the big screen and thinking that he was just, it, you know, it's it's magical seeing someone that you used to read in books be portrayed on a big screen, especially when you're a kid. Sure. So I mean, Toby always just has like a special place in my heart because like I'll I'll never forget the feeling as a kid just watching Spider Man come to life and you know watching him do his thing. I liked Andrew Garfield too. I appreciated him as an actor. Um, I definitely when I was watching those movies, I definitely didn't appreciate him as much as I did you know rewatching these movies. You know, when I was like nineteen or twenty years old. Sure. I was able to understand. It's like, hey, maybe he was given the short end of the stick. It wasn't his acting. His acting was great in the movie. I was a little uncomfortable with how he portrayed the smooth Peter Parker, but I also understood as I got older that it's like, it's just another version of Peter Parker that doesn't necessarily make him a bad Peter Parker because he's playing a di- he's not the Earth 316 Peter Parker. He's a little bit more of a suave or, you know, the amazing Spider-Man, the amazing yeah. Peter Parker. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that, I, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I I like both of them. They were and in the movie, they were both fantastic. I think, oh, when uh, when Andrew came on, oh my god! Not only Ned doing the little magic thing, that's that was a whole other thing that I was like hitting my girlfriend next to me. I'm like, oh my god, he did the thing, and she's like, I don't get it. I'm like, it's okay, it's fine, it's fine. I was definitely I was the first one in my theater when um he had opened the portal my brain just the puzzle pieces just connected almost immediately and i was like oh my god in a dead silent theater like i had been the first one to come to terms with what was happening and i realized that quickly and i felt really bad because someone turned around and was like shh 
was like, oh, sorry. That's so, oh, I feel oh like I jumped the gun, I guess. That is so sad. It's, I'm like, I know that suit. I know that suit. It's funny. I had a similar experience uh, when I watched my in, in my theater for the first time. I was the first person to clock who Matt Murdock was when he put the uh, when he put the cane down. I saw the cane and I was like, oh, oh shit! And everyone was just like, what? And I'm just like, bro, that's, that's Charlie Cox. Like my theater was silent. Uh, I'm like, y'all. That's tough. Yeah. It hurt me. That's tough. Yeah, but I I, I had that uh, those similar experiences. Granted, if you read and you know if you've been keeping up with like the press stuff with No Way Home, everyone kind of knew this is going to be like the worst kept secret in Hollywood. But like, it's one of those things where right. it's like it's the it's the journey to get there, which made it great. And you know, you hear Ned say it's like I just wish you could see him. You see the little spark, and I like sat up in my seat. I'm just was like, are they doing it? Like, is that it? Like, is it is it, is it going to happen? And I'm I'm Leo DiCaprio slowly creeping out of my seat, like pointing at the screen. I was like, and then you know they did it, and then uh, you know he takes the mask off, and then they you know they do the whole you know nine yards. It's like I don't really announce it. Kind of, kind of you know defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. And like, right. they are just I, again. I'll say it again. I said it in the review podcast as well. But they're just batting a thousand. And like now that I've like gotten to properly yeah. put my thoughts together. Uh, you know, after being a couple of weeks removed from the movie, le- reading a bunch of reviews, watching a bunch of reviews from people who I, who I respect their opinion a lot, um, I'm still ready to say it's my, it's my, it, you know, it's it's my favorite Spider-Man movie, and I'm happy that you know I've always loved Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, like, and, and he's he really ch- channels the Peter Parker energy the best. His Spider-Man is not as quippy and like. Uh, you know, and that as like comedic and funny as I would have, you know, liked him to be in the comics. But again, he's the OG. I I respect him a ton, and you know, he's batting a thousand in this movie. I've always thought that Andrew Garfield was the best part of the Amazing Trilogy. Him and and Emma Stone were always the best parts of those films. You know, yes. it's, I, I saw a great tweet where someone was, exp- you know, in awe of of how great and expressive Andrew Garfield is, and they're just like, yeah, that's what happens when you cast a theater kid to play Spider Man. Like, that's what that's what you're gonna exactly. get. He's a phenomenal actor, you know. Uh, and 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 I'm so happy he's finally getting the respect he deserves as not just an actor but a Spider Man. You know, with and you know. We'll, yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about the speculation with with uh, you know with our other Spider-Man moving forward. But you know, as someone who has fond memories of going to the movies and watching, you know, the original Spider-Man trilogy when I was younger, um, you know, watching the Mark Webb films later in my years, and you know, thinking that Andrew Garfield was still hella cool, uh, and and it, it it was just amazing, you know, watching the three of them interact still like melted my heart. You know, that whole <laughs> that whole scene where they're. Oh, the webs, the web shooting. That was hilarious. And God bless my girlfriend's soul because she has not seen any of the Spider-Man movies. And she's just like, I want to support you. And I'm like, hon, just letting you know, like, I'm a different breed. Like, I'm going to go in that movie and that film's going to start and I'm going to go feral. And if you don't want to know me, that's fine. I completely understand. But I just want you to know what you're about to walk into. We had gone and saw, um, oh, we had gone and seen Venom. I don't know if we counted that as a Marvel oh, yeah, movie. I guess I guess that I came out this year. Yeah, Marvel yeah. two and a half. Sure. You <laughs> watched Venom movies? just to get to the post credits sure. scene, and even then, the payoff at the end of the day wasn't even worth it. Tbh, but it is what it is. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, T. <laughs> uh, but uh, at the end of that movie with the post credit scene, I was crying for twenty minutes, and she was just looking at me like, "What? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Or what's going what's going on in that head of yours? And 
I told her to walk in. I'm like, remember what the end of that movie? It's going to be 12 times worse. It's going to be As somebody awful. somebody that's watched you cry at a Spider-Man movie before. It's relatable. It's, it's relatable. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but wow. I just loved, like, the interaction between them. Just, like, that whole, like, last web-slinging scene. Like, just, like, ah, just want, I just want a whole movie of them just, like, talking to each other. Like, give me give me more of that. Give me whatever's left on the cutting room floor for that. Like, it, it just absolutely <laughs> melted my heart. Like, the Avengers, that's great. What is that? <laughs> the the back cracking was hilarious and such a nice little like chef's kiss because not only is it a mention to Toby in the movies, but I believe there was also a whole story of Toby trying to fake no, a back so he injury injured to get his back while fading. out of a movie. So he, I he, thought that all, that was also hilarious. Yeah, he injured his back filming Sea Biscuit, uh, and I, I believe is what the story was. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and that was oh, bless his heart. Okay, yeah, it was it was funny as hell. But uh, yeah, I I again I absolutely loved it. Like watching them talk to each other, just and again just watching the awkwardness of just like Andrew Garfield being like, "Hey, I love you guys," and they're just like, "Okay, <laughs> it's just, cool, it's man." Just, it's so good. Like that whole the, the, the just like the whole end of that film like really struck a chord with me and again you know we tom hardy shows up for a cup of coffee it's their way of just getting the symbiote into the mcu maybe we'll see again maybe we'll see like agent venom show up with like the uh you know with uh flash thompson you know being a prominent part of these movies and it's it's also a possibility where like maybe we can see a proper like trilogy with the black suit spider-man um because some there's a there's a a a person who covers comics who I, who I follow on you know various social media sites who shared a, a very similar opinion to mine and it's that Hollywood has never gotten the black suit right and they haven't gotten uh, the Dark Phoenix saga right because they keep trying to do it in one movie and if, if they if that's those sort of things need time to breathe so if the second trilogy is them eventually leading up to like Venom in the MCU and we get like a proper trilogy with the black suits you know with the black suit that'll be hype um Shut up yeah. and take my money. <laughs> Again, I just like, I don't know, all like the little like small stuff in the movie like made me like laugh. Like I love the fact that like Speeder's suits are just reversible. Like I just think that's so stupid and so funny. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yes. I can't wait to see it a second time. I want to see it in IMAX and I want to see it in 3D. Uh, so, uh, yep, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very happy watching Old yeah. Man Toby and, uh, you know, maybe we'll see more of them in the future as we uh, as we move towards there. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is not just the only Marvel thing that yeah, came out this uh, this year. So, Katie, you ready to talk about everything else that came out from Marvel this past year? Oh, I'm ready. I'm yeah, here so, for like it. Like we mentioned, you know, there was, I guess, Counting Venom, we forgot about it. There was 10 Marvel properties to come out this year. Uh, five films and five TV shows. And... All of them in you know in in uh, different tone, uh, uh, different length, and different style. Um, and again, it was a nice, refreshing uh, you know change from twenty twenty when we had nothing. And again, I think that was fine coming off of the heels of, of Endgame. You know, I think we all kind of needed a palate cleanse to kind of just recover from the trauma we all suffered together. As as, as a- yes, that's exactly what this phase four felt like for me. As yeah. A so uh, so I again I had gradually watched all these shows as they came out. Um, you, on the other hand, uh, binge watched almost the entirety of these shows this past week. So I think we're going to get two very different perspectives where like, I haven't really, you know, gone back to touch these shows yet. Not until it's important. I'm probably going to rewatch WandaVision at some point, uh, you know, before May 6th, just to kind of re up my, my knowledge, uh, on, on, on what's coming. But, um, 
yeah so 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 let's let, let's talk about it we'll we'll uh you know we'll we'll start back in uh you know our our first property of the year uh wandavision which is a, a nine episode uh mini series uh, that came out back in january of 2021 uh which again featured uh you know the story of wanda maximoff uh post uh end game you know uh she has built this weird dystopian life with uh the soul with the remnant soul stone energy of her dead love interest uh vision uh you know we we see the styles of these episodes you know uh you know change with every episode as we go through the sitcoms uh which we eventually find out which was wanda's coping mechanism you know growing up in war ravaged sokovia uh and again you know this this series features uh you know great cameos from other you know great Marvel characters, uh, Kat Dennings and Randall Park, uh, are still very funny in the show. Uh, we get the introduction of Agatha Harkness, uh, you know, uh, Catherine Hahn is My great. woman. Uh, so I loved WandaVision, and I'm, I'm it, it's going to rank definitely near the top of my favorite shows this past year. So let's, so I, I want to get your thoughts. So how, how, how are you feeling about WandaVision then? And I'm sure you, I, I'm, I'm, I know you didn't watch it with everything else this past, uh, week, but how, what were your thoughts on WandaVision? How, how are you feeling now? You're removed. Um, I actually still rank, uh, like you, I, I would rank WandaVision probably at like my second or third spot. I really enjoyed it. I thought the meta concept of a, problem within a problem and having them all become aware i love i eat that shit up um so i was i was all about the changing uh the changing decades and just watching everything slowly crumple apart i love that slow burn build of like okay something isn't right but we're not gonna outright tell you right away which marvel has always been really good at but seeing it in short like 49 episode minute uh or no was wandavision 30 minutes they were all 30 minutes were they 30 minute increments or were they full hours and then the last special was was an hour i think it was yeah the last episode i believe the last episode or maybe like 45 minutes but i know there was yeah yeah it's funny and hmm, now that i'm thinking about it i wonder why everything was so different i think the that first show so that one was not only longer than the usual six episodes but it's also shorter because most of the other marvel tv shows were uh, hour-long episodes too. Yeah, I think. It, so, it, yeah, it was funny as as we like we as we move forward with the other shows. I think that's actually from you know the issues they might have had with you know people that with WandaVision that the episodes were too short. You know, and again, it's it's yeah. a good problem to have. You know, people wanting more content from you. Um, you know, I remember there was something that said it's like oh yeah, the last like four episodes of WandaVision are going to be hour-long episodes, and there's like no, they're not. Like <laughs> y'all are crazy, right? But, yeah, like uh, just looking at it removed. Uh, I think uh, another thing that came from this is that everybody uh, is was Mephisto pilled properly. Anytime something's not awry in Marvel, you know, uh, people are now jumping to the Mephisto bandwagon. Is it, uh, is it Mephisto? Is it a scroll? You know, it's the same, you know, two or three things that are happening, you know, and we got obviously some great cameo appearances, uh, you know, from other characters. Uh, you know, Evan Peters coming to play a version of Pietro Maximoff. Uh, which was phenomenal. I screamed and shit my pants <laughs> when, you know. Oh, a you know, thousand that was, again, percent. The highlight moment, the hanging on the room moment for the show is the fact that they successfully baited all of us into thinking that this is how they were going to backdoor into the mutants. Um, definitely, you know, again, very clearly not the case yet. But you know, I think we're, right. You know, I think 
I love that Kevin Feige is having fun with the fact, like, yeah, we know you know who this is. We know you know who this person played in another franchise, and we're going to continue to hang it over your head until we eventually, you know, pull our own punches and start doing stuff with it. So, uh, yeah, right. again, I, I love Evan Peters as an actor. Um, I, I hope they maybe use him again. <laughs> if he ends up being the MCU Pietro again, sure, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you got any other big picture thoughts on WandaVision, uh, you know, before, or, uh, anything else you want to mention before we continue on the long journey here? Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I, from, as someone who didn't really know too much about Wanda and Vision's story outside of, you know, the MCU movies, I thought it was a really interesting way to give both of them a spotlight, even after, you know, Vision you know, dying, he was still able to get, you know, this whole arc development, which was really cool. Um, and you know, I love, I love the, the twins. I loved Agatha. I also think by far she had the best theme song out of the entire, uh, TV show. I, I sing that every day (laughs) when I get up, it is, it, it gets me going. Um, Oh my god, it's an earworm. I'm also really excited that she her character or her character did so well that now she's getting her own show like yep. later this year or no, I believe 2023. I believe her show is I, coming yeah, out. Yeah, I think you're right. That uh, House of Hark- House of Harkness is for, I think coming out next year. Um, 20, yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. But yes, t- yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm really excited to see what uh, Scarlet's doing now in the Doctor Strange film, which. Of course, we'll talk about later. I'm I'm assuming, yes. but yeah, no, very big fan of Wandavision. Uh, I really like the element of surprise that it just kept giving me wanting more. For sure, yeah, I, I agree. And I, you touched on something that we're going to talk about a lot with these other shows is that they're really making you give a shit about characters that kind of got second fiddle in a lot of these bigger ensemble casts. You know, again, um. This show got all of the, the roses it justly deserved. And I think, you know, you can tell by, you know, critically that it's still the best received out of all of Marvel's shows that they've released so far. Not the other shows are bad, but this one really, you know, became water cooler television. You know, people were talking about WandaVision every week. You know, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is yes. a phenomenal actress. Paul Bettany is a phenomenal actor. Uh, you know, Catherine Hahn, really fucking funny. You know, I loved her in uh, I, I loved her in Parks and Rec. You know, uh, she was in, she was in yep. a show called Mrs. Fle- Miss Fletcher that I really liked. That's on HBO Max. Uh, I'll explain the plot of that to you at a later date, but it's very funny. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I just loved that they're they're really and again, you know, we we've also you know uh, glanced over the introduction of 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 Tayana Parrish's character. Um, uh, God, why is the name escaping me right now? Uh, of who the daughter was in Captain Marvel. Why is my brain falling apart right now? Uh, Google machine. Monica. Yeah, there we go. Monica Rambo. There we go. Uh, and then that's another loose Monica Rambo. Yeah, there we go. We got it. <laughs> uh, we we figured it out. We got there. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really really excited. And again, that storyline is gonna get uh, you know, it's gonna get us just desserts in the Marvels. So which doesn't come out till 2023. So we got some time to chew on that. Uh, I'm excited. Dope post-credit scene. Very ominous post-credit scene. Um, this is also the first step in Kevin Feige completely erasing the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from existence because this reintroduces the Darkhold, uh, which was previously introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, spoiler, this book looks way cooler. So, uh, yeah, I'm right. excited. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. So, um, 
yeah, I, 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 we're going to talk about Wanda in a bit, but the second series to come out this year was The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, a six episode miniseries featuring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan reprising their roles as, uh, you know, Bucky Barnes and, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, Sam Wilson. There we go. So so many characters in this movie. There we go. I got that. you. Got I there. The you got there. Eventually, uh, yeah. That that, uh, that was super duper exciting. Again, you get to see uh, you know some really interesting. Uh, you know, again, a, a tonal change. You know, it feels much more like a Jace. A, a fun, fun duo. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll get your thoughts first. So where 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 were your thoughts on the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Because you actually just finished this show this week, I believe. Yes. So I had started it and. Not that The Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't a good show, because I actually really did enjoy it once I finished it. But I feel like after coming off of a show like WandaVision, the tone definitely was a major shift. I definitely wasn't on the edge of my seat right at the beginning. And that is what I think caused me to go a little bit slower with this show as opposed to WandaVision. WandaVision had me like hooked like that, but that was also because they were also bending the laws of time. <laughs> this one was, of course, it stayed in its own time period and there was a lot of information thrown at you that you had to kind of pick up on rather quickly. But I feel like that's kind of how it is with most of the Captain America movies. It's very... This is going to sound dumb because, of course, all Marvel movies are action-based. But this had a lot of really cool combat choreography and a lot of cool combat scenes that would that needed to happen to progress the show. I was a really, really big fan watching Sebastian uh, or uh, Bucky and Sam, you know, try and discover the friendship that was supposed to happen. Because after you know you've seen their dynamic in Civil War, it's like. That's one of my favorite fight scenes is watching those two go against Spider-Man because it's just like the two batting heads the whole time and just getting a whole series of that. I was really excited to see what fun, you know, quips I would hear back and forth with each other. It was so good. Everybody's got a gimmick. No, I agree. And uh, again, I think, uh, you know, Sam and and Bucky's relationship has been a fun, you know, uh, tertiary relationship in the MCU. You know, again, obviously, uh, you know, Steve and and Bucky is obviously the focal point. Uh, Shout outs to Tumblr in late 2012, I guess. Uh, Yes, Stucky. That makes me sick. I say it two more times and the Tumblr users will just invade. all over the place uh but no it was fun and again you get to see uh you know sam struggle with you know having to pick up the mantle of captain america something that was hinted to at the end of endgame you know and we figured this series is going to focus on that and yeah you know he he eventually gives up the shield to the smithsonian and eventually gets handed off to uh wyatt russell's character who eventually becomes uh the u.s agent uh you know uh john walker uh, everybody's favorite. Yeah, he, he was, was really great. Dope. And he was actually uh, in a movie with Elizabeth Olsen like two or three years ago. Uh, yeah, it's a oh, really, really fun movie. Uh, it's, it's called Ingrid Goes West with, um, oh my God, why is why is my brain blanking right now? But uh, Elizabeth Olsen's in it. Uh, it features, uh, who, was, who else is in this movie? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. She's in that movie uh, co-starring alongside okay. Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a trip. It's on Hulu. Please watch it. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know this uh, this movie does. Uh, uh, it's fun again. It's a fun romp. You get to see Baron Zemo pop up on our screens again. Uh, sh- uh, uh, Zemo in the Zemo in the iconic club. in the club. It's so good, like that meme is still in my frequently used. Um, 
I missed the meme when it was relevant, but I watched it and I understood yeah. immediately. Yeah, we get a little oh, bit more great. comic accurate Z- Zemo. I wish he wore the ski mask a little bit longer. You know, that would have been cool to see. But yeah, you know, again, we eventually see the progression of of you know Sam Wilson struggling to pick up the mantle of Captain America. There's a lot of very progressive yeah. conversation that happens in this uh you know in the show as we we get the introduction of Isaiah Bradley into the MCU, the black super yes. soldier. My yeah. favorite, yes. I love that whole yeah, concept. I, I thought that was awesome. And, you know, the, the conversations that Isaiah and, and Sam have with each other uh, are it's, – it's very powerful stuff, especially because of the time of which the show, you know, came out when, you know, these these topics of conversation were and still very much are uh, incredibly important. But, uh, you know, it eventually ends with the, you know, uh, you know Sam eventually accepting the mantle of Captain America in his cool Wakandan jet suit. Uh, you know, we uh, get to see the introduction of U.S. agent properly. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, Madame Hydra gets introduced oh, yeah. in this show as uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Uh, the first instance of the MCU uh, being affected by COVID kind of like messing up the timeline because she was originally supposed to be introduced initially in Black Widow, which got delayed until after the show came out. So, uh, you know, the surprise right. kind of lands a, a little bit flatter than it would, but still very very cool to see. Um, so yeah, what are your so what are your thoughts on on where uh, you know we're at now with the Captain America franchise? I believe it was after the show aired. Uh, the show creator Malcolm Spellman was revealed to be uh, the creative head for the fourth Captain America film. Uh, Anthony Mackie has signed on to do a fourth cap to do to do uh, a Captain America movie. It's going to be a little weird to see a non Steve Rogers led Cap film, but yeah, show has me excited about it. I love the action. I love. You know where we're eventually going to get with Sharon Carter and the Power Broker, and you know where yeah, me too. this is eventually going to go. Uh, so, so where, so where are your th- feelings now with the Captain America franchise and where we can go with this show? Because this is a show where I feel like it is definitely in contention to have a season two if they wanted to do it or not. There's so much that can still happen. There's you can totally go off a lot of different branches. You can totally move off the whole Captain America aspect if they really truly wanted to. And now you can totally go into, you know, you can delve into more of uh, Anthony Mackie working through things. You could reflect back in Bucky and, you know, maybe like he was going to resolve all of his wrongs. That would be really cool to see. I'm really excited. And like you said, it's going to be really different seeing or not seeing Chris Evans on the screen. but. I love that how strong Steve being in between Sam and Bucky. I love how that also, of course, makes their relationship super duper strong. Like I love, I love looking at that. I love the bromance behind that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> again, uh, we stand men going to therapy. So good job, Buck. Uh, we stand. And again, the, again, Sebastian Stan also fucking crushes into the show. He's so good as Bucky Barnes. You know, I think back to that scene where they show the flashback to the Dormelage trying to activate him as a Winter Soldier, and he just, he breaks down when it doesn't do anything to him. And I'm just like, yes, like, I love that. I love seeing these moments that these shows can flesh out that we didn't get to see. You know, we didn't get to see, you know, Buck. I teared up. Oh, that was so beautiful. We didn't get to see Bucky's rehabilitation process uh, or him get his cool new, like, decked out, you know, Wakandan uh, battle arm, which is dope. Uh, you know, I think back to that scene of John Walker brutally murdering, you know, murdering somebody in the streets of Berlin or Prague, wherever it was. But uh, that was that was real <laughs> powerful shit. You know, it was it was 
it was it was tough to watch at, at first for sure. And again, we this show makes you feel yeah, it makes you feel. And this show does two things. Uh, one of them that WandaVision did too, which we didn't talk about, is that the seeds for the Young Avengers are being planted all over the place. Uh, you know, the introduction of Timmy and uh, oh god, what, they're not Timmy and Tommy. Those are the Nooklings. Uh, Billy is it Billy and Tommy? Everyone, so, Billy and Tommy, the, yeah, the yes, Maximoff twins. Okay, I was gonna say Timmy and Tommy are the, are, yeah, the twins. Go. Yeah, we get the introduction. We basically, we get the introduction of Wiccan and Speed uh, in One Division. We get the introduction of Eli Bradley, Isaiah Bradley's grandson, in this uh, show, who eventually becomes Patriot uh, in the comic books in the Young Avengers. Uh, so then yeah, that's a fun little seed. And then we get, you know, potentially the te- teasing of the Thunderbolts or the dark Avengers, you know, as we get introduced to Baron Zemo again, and we get a full introduction to the U S agent, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be fun to see where they eventually go with these evil team, uh, you know, street level type, uh, villains as we move forward. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So. Uh, I'm excited to see where we go with that. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the U.S. agent again. Watching, uh, I think it was the fourth episode where he just went absolutely ballistic. That was really rough for me to watch. I mean, yeah. I feel like it was rough for everybody to watch. I was definitely like sitting back, like with my hand <laughs> over my mouth, like, "Oh my god, this isn't good. This isn't good." <laughs> it, it was, it was crazy. That scene of like Cap's shield just covered in blood is just, like. Stand out. It's 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 a it's a money shot for sure. Yeah. Ooh. Gross. Uh, when he tried to wipe it off, I was just like, "Oh, you're trying to erase this. You're doing the thing. You can't do no, the thing. I see what no, you're doing." You can't do it, bud. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for an Anthony Mackie led Cap project. I think it's going to be dope to see. Uh, you know, I'm I'm super duper excited to see more Captain America. You know, in the future of of the MCU, and I think we're going to see. This is where Marvel's going to have to start really getting creative where they do what they do in the comic books and they just start introducing, you know, same characters, just different people playing them. So uh, more on that later. Yep. Uh, this is Jeremy Renner. Uh, but yeah, we we moved down the line. I believe next on the docket is Loki. Yes. Yeah. So again, uh, we get introduced to Loki. I believe Loki also a six episode miniseries. Uh, yeah, it was six episodes. Yeah. Uh, Again, features the adventures of 2012 Loki uh, from Avengers Infinity War, who escaped after the Tesseract uh, landed in his hands after Iron Man had a heart attack. Uh, It shows Loki's interactions with the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, uh, whose job is to, you know, fix all these weird branches in the timeline when things go uh, yuck. You see Loki team up with Owen Wilson uh, as a Mobius M. Um, I think it's more, it's Mobius. Yeah, it's Mobius. I'm, Mobius. 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 God, there's too many, there's too many Moby things in the, in the MCU. Uh, but yeah, we see Owen Wilson, you know, uh, jumping into the MCU as, as Mobius. Uh, you know, it's, and it's basically a buddy cop show, or at least that's what you think it's going to be in the first episode, uh, where it's just going to be Owen Wilson and, and, uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston just running through time together. And it's not, you know, we find out that this movie introduces, the Lady Loki variant in uh, Sylvie, uh, bless her heart, and you know we get to see this really interesting, you know, dissection of, uh, you know, trusting yourself and like you know, uh, you know, can is you know is there is there good in you and all that stuff, and we get to eventually see the timeline go super out of whack at the end of the show, uh, uh, with one of, in my opinion, the best post, uh, you know, credit uh, or you know the best cameo appearance in these shows so far. Uh, so, but you know, I've rambled for long enough. So, and you just, again, you just finished the show this week. So your thoughts are fresh. So talk about it. Where, where, how are you feeling about Loki? 
Uh, Loki, definitely top three. Like, it definitely, uh, this is, I think, takes my top two. I think takes number two. Loki was absolutely fantastic. I loved Mobius. I loved Ravona. I loved the Hunters. I loved, this was one where I really, really appreciated, like, the entire entirety of the cast as opposed to you know just the main avenger just tom hiddleston um i loved the concept of you know everybody being lied to once again the same thing with wandavision it was kind of like everything is kind of normal in the sense of the order of how it's supposed to go and then suddenly everybody becomes too well aware and everything just goes to crap once again i eat that shit up so as soon as loki came out of that uh that portal and was like the tva's lying to you and mobius hesitated for that hot second was like oh shit maybe he's right i'm like oh shit yeah yeah, maybe he's right. It was so good, and ever since, like that, just kickstarted everything for me. Like after for the the following episodes, uh, the variants were so fun. Not like besides Lady Loki, but uh, besides Sylvie, but uh, I loved Croaky. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> he was so good. That whole episode is so funny because <laughs> just watching, you know, again that that's one of the best post credit scenes of the of the uh, of the show, and again. Uh, you know, uh, Gugu Mbathu Ra, who plays Ravona Renslayer in the show, uh, crushes it, by the way. And again, this is a show that sets up some crazy stuff. Ravona Renslayer in the comic books is uh, very commonly as featured as a love interest to Kang the Conqueror, uh, who is going to be all over this mm-hmm. next phase of films, I feel like, this year. So, uh, and again, it's kind of in the show, too. But, uh, you know, that was fun. Yeah. You, you see Loki eventually get, uh, you know, pruned into, uh, you know, the nether realm after, you know, which is what they do to the to the variants that, uh, you know, go out of whack and, you know, aren't under proper timeline. Uh, and then we get the introduction to classic Loki, a great uh, cameo by Richard E. Grant. Uh, we get kid Loki introduced into the MCU, which is dope. Uh, Croaky, as again, as we mentioned, was, was super funny. And then just watching like Tom Middleton just like go into madness, just when they're just like, he's trying to get answers on what's going on. And he's like, somebody please tell me what the hell is going on. <laughs> It's just like Tom Middleton is just such a great actor, and like just to watch him just like have so much fun with this, and even again as himself as President Loki, which is really funny. He's so yeah, funny. He's, he's so good. Uh, again, Sophie DiMartino, you know their relationship as you know uh, Lady Loki and Sylvie. Uh, you know, watching that relationship between you know Tom Middleton and her was it, it was authentic. It was great, and I'm so mad at her for doing what she does at the end of the show. Um, yeah, no, it was so good to see someone who we've known to be just so guarded all of the time. And yes, we've seen him at weak moments. I mean, we've seen him literally lose everything. We've seen him be vulnerable. But seeing him with Sylvie, I felt like we saw Loki at a, as a different kind of vulnerability. It was more like we, it was a lot of more empathizing for romantic. Like we were rooting for him to try and get her. As opposed for, you know, seeing him so vulnerable and it's like, yes, we wanted to root for him to obtain, you know, family and a being and not being alone. And I also loved that whole, uh, the whole God of blank (laughs) as the show started to as it finished. I loved um, how they changed the wording and how it went from being so confident in episode one to the the last episode is like the the god of uh, the god of loneliness the god it was it, it became so much more than the god of mischief it became it became everything Loki never wanted to 
bring to the light that all the variants made him, you know, really address, especially when they all met for the first time. I, ah, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Again, <laughs> as, we, as we talked about with Spider-Man, you know, variants are very prominent thing we're probably going to see a lot of as we move forward in, in phase four in 2022 again this show does a great job basically this is a show that kickstarts the multiverse and i will say the one thing that loki does yep that these first two shows don't do is you know despite the fact that wandavision is directly tied into a film and we'll see how that how much of that show you actually need to watch to understand what's happening in the film I think Loki's required viewing. I think in order to properly understand what's going on with the timeline, yes. you need to watch that last episode and, you know, watch as, you know, uh, Sylvie and Loki, you know, journey to the end of time to see who's really is the, uh, you know, the timekeeper at the end of uh, this whole big shebang. And it turns out to be Jonathan Majors playing he who remains. And John. Yes, that, that was great. Was so good. Because again, I spent the entirety of the show being Mephisto pilled. Like, I'm just like, is it Mephisto? Is it a scroll? Are they going to introduce Kang? They're not going to introduce Kang properly in a show. I thought they were going to introduce Kang too. I was a little, a little bit of me. I'm like, Ooh. And then they kind of did. You know, Jonathan Majors playing a version yes. of he who remains, which is like you know, the all seeing like timeline keeper in the MCU. And again, that whole last episode brilliantly acted. Jonathan Majors rules as an actor. Just watching three really talentedly trained actors, you know, just like talking back and forth to each other is dope. And he straight up tells him, it's like, yeah, you guys can kill me. But a whole bunch of my variants are going to be released under this timeline if you do. And, you know, Tom Middleton's just like, yo, let's take it easy for a second. And Sylvie's like, nah, you're sus. And then just kills him. Just kills him in, 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 yes. in cold blood. And then you see the time, the scene of the timelines branching out. You see Loki, you know, go back to the TVA to, you know, toward Mo, you know, Mobius and, uh, you know, Hunter B-15 of what happened. And then they find that he's too late. They don't remember who he is. And there's a statue of, of Kang and he who remains you know, uh, you know, built in the TVA. Um, it was truly incredible stuff. Fun fact that that same hotel they used to film all the TVA stuff, I think was the same hotel. It was one of the same buildings they used for Captain Marvel. Uh, for Yeah, I think they're, oh, really? they're using some of the same elevator scenes. Uh, that, 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 that hotel that Atlanta they use has been in like a lot of MCU stuff to my knowledge. So uh, yeah, little, little things if you watch too many of these films like I have, but uh, yeah, this is the this is the show that I feel like really kickstarts the multiverse as to where you can kind of pin where this stuff happens. And uh, yeah, it's confirmed yeah. getting a season two. Very excited to see as it should. As, as it, it should. should. You know, we need to watch Loki. Mix everything. And there's some rumors that these characters might be popping up in a future movie. We'll talk about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think, you know, so any closing thoughts on Loki that we haven't already touched on? Uh, yes. Gay panic. There we go. That's it. <laughs> That's all that show caused up. me pain and pain and more pain. I'll give it up. There's a big Loki. I just love, you know, Loki's a narcissist. He just loves himself. It's so funny. You are a raging narcissist. Yes. Uh, yeah. Love that. I can't wait to see more of them on my screen. And uh, I think this is where we get to the first film of, of the Mar of phase four. I believe we get to black widow here. Uh, yeah, black yes. widow was a fun romp. I did a whole review on it on my podcast. So I'm not going to like talk too long about it, but I thought the film was fun. You know, uh, I, I hate prequels as a, as a, you know, especially when, you know, something so terribly tragic happens to this character, uh, you know, in a future film. So it's kind of hard for me to be invested in any suspense or drama because kind of know what's going to happen. They're, you know, Scarlett Johansson is going to be okay. Uh, but this film was, was deep. I thought I was coming into a, you know, I thought I was watching a, you know, coming to watch a, a super intense 
action flick and you know with with all this combat and and, and cool you know female badassery and i got that and a really touching movie about family uh i don't know so what are, what are your thoughts yes. on Black Widow? i i loved it i thought it was really great i loved learning the family dynamic of you know her her sister and the red guardian and you know being in the red room and you know having to you know forge that and fake the family and eventually finding a true family in the fake family um <laughs> and watching watching them all watching them all interact and, you know, learn more about each other as the film goes on and, you know, open up and once again, see those walls that we've seen Natasha carry for so, so long. And it helps because Natasha also was one of those characters where we did see a lot. And, you know, we saw her in Iron Man, these Iron Man movies and in the Avengers movies, but we didn't know too, too much about her. We knew her background, but it never went fully in depth. And about Black Widow was really, really great at, you know, Show, showcasing that. Yeah, of course. I agree. Again, the only thing stronger than vibranium is family. Uh, so, but, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> put Dom Toretto in the MCU. They don't sort of stand a chance. But uh, no, I agree. Listen, I, I I love the you know the deeper you know again finding the family in this fake family sort of thing that we get here. And it was a fun, again, it was fun. I am happy that this movie eventually got to the point where it was a real thing. Scarlett Johansson should have gotten this movie like five years ago. That's my only thing. Like, if yes. you're going to set a movie that's between Civil War and everything else, put it after Civil War. This movie should have came out, this movie should have came right. out a long time ago. And again, I guess better late than never. You know, Scarlett Johansson finally got to see, you know, see her, her swan song. We got to see her off in the MCU. And again, we get introduced to some Cool characters here. We get, uh, you know, obviously David Harbor absolutely crushes it as the Red Guardian. I love, I, fat, I love fat out I loved of shape him David so Harbor much. so much. It's it, I, I need <laughs> more of it. Um, and again, Florence Pugh, the the star of the of you know what we get out of this movie. You know, we get the introduction of Yelena Belova in the MCU. Uh, who again? Uh, I she's so number one she's beautiful <laughs> number two she's a great actress like yes. watching and watching that yes. dynamic between her and and uh you know natasha was funny you know when she's making fun of her for doing the landing pose that scene kills me every time she says you do this thing it's just like it's so stupid but it's so funny like it's just casually making fun of your sister in a gas station in the middle of nowhere like i love that energy um it was peppered in so yeah, perfectly. It was great. Their relationship was was fantastic, and again, we we do see more of uh, you know uh, Yelena as we move forward in the MCU, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of her too. You know that again, the character of Black Widow is now moved firmly into the hands of Florence Pugh, and uh, she is going to steal the hearts and money of Marvel fans everywhere. And uh, again, the only downside about this movie, despite the fact it's a sequel, a prequel, uh, is the Taskmaster. I didn't like what they did with the Taskmaster in this movie at all. <laughs> yes i definitely feel like he was just filling plot holes and just being the antagonist because the movie yeah and again an antagonist and i was just ahead. very much it was very much off-putting to watch i understood his role or i i understood the role of the taskmaster but it felt a little off yeah it's like they want to try to, i i'm not against marvel trying to take liberties of what they do with certain characters origins in the mcu like you know, they went back and retconned that kid in Iron Man 2 as, you know, Peter Parker. That's cool. That's fun. Uh, but, like, it's, you know, the Taskmaster is such, like, a top-shelf villain in Marvel Comics. And, you know, I, I think I think they kind of righted that ship a bit with Hawkeye, uh, with what they do with Echo. Because it's essentially they're the same character. 
and I get it. But Taskmaster mm-hmm. is just what it's what is one of my favorite villains in the Marvel comics. And you know, they try to make you care about it by making it Ray Winstone's daughter, uh, who is also a Black Widow spy, and it's like I don't know, I could have done without it, but it is what it is. And again, we get yeah. the introduction properly to Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, aka Madame Hydra in this film. Uh, in the post credit scene where she, you know, feeds the lies to Yelena that, oh yeah, Clint Barton killed your sister, so you gotta go to New York around Christmas time to kill him. Uh, so, you know, we will see more of Yelena as we move forward. And uh, then we get kind of a fun little uh, twist after Black Widow uh, where we get uh, What If, I believe is what comes afterwards. Uh, you know, What If again. This is my number one. All right. so uh, This is my number one. So again, the, the, the quick synopsis of What If, it's a, it's a series of anthology stories uh, which I believe, again, I thought this was not canon for the longest time. Turns out that some of these stories are canon. That we're going to be using, and we'll talk about that more later. Uh, but yeah, what if uh, an animated ten episode series, you know, based on the what if comics, uh, you know, where they just tell, hey, what if this happened in the MCU that was different? So, talk about it. It's your number one. How are you feeling? This series would have been so much shorter if Ultron yeah. won. <laughs> this whole movie franchise could have been wrapped up in less than a dozen movies. That is exactly what I learned from the show. I thought it was, I loved every single second of, of it, watching, I loved the idea of putting characters in different situations just to watch the character get out of them, and that's all this series was for me, watching uh, sp- specifically the Doctor Strange, what happens if he lost his heart instead of his hands, was an episode that I was Reading the episode list, I was probably the least excited for, but it actually ended up being probably my favorite episode out of the entire series. Yes, I agree. I think just watching the animators just like go crazy with what they got here. Uh, We get Jeffrey Wright in as the watcher, and Jeffrey Wright also going to be milking both Marvel and DC money because I believe he's playing Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie coming out in March. So good for him. Oh, you got a yeah, double it's, dipper. It's also similar to Jake nice. who also played uh, Commissioner Gordon in Batman. Fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was great. I thought th- these episodes were so much fun to watch. Uh, this is the last acting role of you know Chadwick Boseman before he tragically passed of of uh, you know of cancer. And again, these episodes we get to spend with T'Challa, so much fun. Uh, and I love that they got they brought back some of their A listers for this. We get to hear Chris Hemsworth back as Thor. Uh, you know, we get to hear yes. Haley Atwell voice, you know, uh, Peggy, uh, you know, which is, which is awesome. And, you know, we get to see, you know, the likes of, you know, the, you know, the, alt, the alt Avengers show up, uh, Tony Stark dies in every episode he's in a fun fact, which I think is really funny. Uh, oh my God. I didn't realize that. It was, yeah, oh. The return of Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett, you know, uh, Andy Serkis, like all of your, fa- you know, a lot of your favorites, you know, come back. Uh, you know, to voice their respective characters from the film in this uh, show. And we get the introduction of Marvel Zombies, which is now getting its all, you know, it's rightfully deserved, you know, fully fleshed out, no pun intended series. Uh, it's about damn time, in my yeah. opinion. And I agree. If Ultron won, this would have been a very short series. So uh, that was, it, it was just so much fun to watch. And again, I went the entirety of the series thinking that none of these stories were going to matter at the end of the day. It was just going to be a fun, palate cleansing, you know, anthology series. But nope. You know, Marvel and Kevin Feige said, it's like, yeah, we're going to kind of pick and choose what we want to use from here. One of them being Supreme Strange, potentially, you know, as, as we move forward here. And, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I loved What If. I, I think it was a lot of fun. I watched it on a binge, too, because I didn't watch it every week, and I'm glad I did. Uh, it was dope. I loved it a lot. 
Uh, and I believe after yes. this is when we get Shang-Chi uh, in The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. And you have not seen Shang-Chi yet. I have not. <laughs> it is one of the two things that I have not seen Yeah, you have not seen Eternals and Shang-Chi. What's the half? Uh, I started Hawkeye. Okay, you haven't finished Hawkeye yet. But we could talk about I've I'm I'm Okay. We're fine. I'm good. All right, we'll, we'll get there. Well <laughs> We're fine. Everything's fine. Did you not know that Yelena shows up in, in Hawkeye? Or did you just Oh uh, no, I knew. Oh okay, I knew. Just making sure we're on the same page here. Anyway. Uh Oh, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, we can quickly you know, considering you haven't seen the either of the two films, we can just talk kind of talk about them both. You know, the other two films that weren't Spider Man that came out this year were Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings and uh The Eternals. Uh both of which are setting up new characters in the uh, MCU. Uh, of varying variety. Now, if I were you, I would recommend you watch Shang-Chi first and sooner than you watch the Eternals. I like the Eternals. Again, I do a review of both of these films on my, on my other podcasts. Uh, I won't talk too long about them. Shang-Chi was just a romp. I love a good Kung Fu movie. I love it when the MCU nails the subgenre so well. Uh, and I'm willing to put this movie in my top five. I think it's a top fiver. Uh, it, it's it's that mm. good. The action is great. Simu Liu is is a star uh, in the making. He is so fucking good in this movie. Aquafina plays off of him great. Uh, you know, uh, everything everything about this movie just absolutely hits on all cylinders. Uh, you know, the action uh, and and where it eventually goes with you know setting up in the MCU, it's fun. You know, you get you get some fun cameo appearances from you know some of your favorites. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just super duper excited for where we're gonna go with this film. And it's confirmed getting a sequel, so maybe this is where we finally get the redemption of Iron Fist in in in, in Marvel stuff, because uh, that show sucked. Uh, but uh, yeah, everybody in this, in this movie is like batting a thousand. Uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh shows up in this movie. Uh, you know, uh, uh, royalty. Uh, Tony Leon as the as you know Chang uh, Chi's father in this film. Uh, phenomenal there's a cool cameo appearance in this movie from an from another movie i will not talk about uh, a couple actually so i recommend go watching it and eternals is fine <laughs> so, you know, the eternals is a lot to chew on i think the characters are, are, are cool um i think the characters that they do eventually you know kind of choose to introduce and stick around are fun uh i'm not going to go on my way to watch it again anytime soon because it was a big think piece and it was a lot it was very cosmic and what they're setting and what they're setting up is right. cool. So I think we're gonna. I think what, a big thing we're gonna see in Phase Four is team factions. So you're you know you're seeing a lot of Dark mm. Avengers being set up here. You might be seeing a couple of other teams be set up here. Young Avengers be a thing that's gonna be set up somewhere else. So I think we're gonna see a lot of team focused stuff moving into the future. Which again, I think is what you know it makes sense to where they're going. So. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. I want to watch it. I, d- I know the post credit scene for Eternals, which I don't know how to feel about, but I'm excited for when oh, it so does you know start to make sense up. to me. Oh, so you know Harry- <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that was something that I, I did not picture checking off my 2021 bingo card was a One Direction member in the MCU, but yeah, here we are. Thought, He's also playing one of the worst superheroes in Marvel, in Marvel lore. Right, uh, yeah. 
No, I'm really, I'm interested to see what they do, and I want to see if they write him out of all the plot holes that he's previously been given in the comics because he is, a, well, she is. A to be shitty, fair, he's he's an interesting Marvel character. Has done a good job of of washing the bad past of these characters. Like Hank Pym beat his wife in the comic books, and like you know, uh, yes. we, we uh, rave Michael Douglas for his performances in the MCU. So you know, we kind of cut that stuff out. So I, 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 I I'm not, I'm not. And, I think seeing Star Fox in the MCU is going to be fun. Uh, and Black Knight's cool. I think. I think you know. I always pictured Kit Harrington as as Wolverine. If they ever you know started doing uh, recasting the X Men in the MCU, uh, it is what it is. But you know, Black Knight's dope. I think that's one of the cooler like underrated characters in in Marvel canon. And it's gonna get weird, man. I love like the medieval weird like Merlin the Wizard type like Marvel stuff. It's gonna be so yes. much fun. Like I'm I'm really much looking forward to that. Um. And yeah, I guess all that leaves is yeah, Hawkeye. Is that all we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, I th- I think so. I mean, we didn't I'm, talk about Venom's Venom, fine. but Just, you watch it for the post credit scene. Venom like, was yeah. I like I yeah, like the Venom first Venom movie. Good. I didn't like this one. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna talk too long about it. Yeah, I mean, I I actually I I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was not entirely disappointing disappointing but yeah once the once the post credit scene came on it kind of just blew everything yeah else and again the, the payoff is, doesn't even feel worth it it's just merely the mcu's way of introducing the symbiote into you know spider-man like we said in the mcu so it is what it is and again we're gonna see you know the marvel unfortunately the marvel spider-man universe is, is here to stay but we'll talk about that and again briefly in a second and uh yeah we uh the last show we haven't talked about is hawkeye uh which features jeremy renner uh, reprising his role as Hawkeye, Clint Barton, uh, uh, you know, in the MCU, and introduces uh, Haley Steinfeld as uh, Kate Bishop, who is one of my favorite heroines in Marvel Comics. I am so excited that Kate Bishop is finally here, and I can't wait for you to finish the show because she's a badass. Uh, but yeah, so you watched one episode of Hawkeye, and I finished Hawkeye, uh, and I liked Hawkeye a lot more than I thought I was going to. You couldn't pay me to give a shit about Hawkeye as a comic book character. You could pay me less money to not really care about Jeremy Renner either. Uh, yes. For multiple reasons. I think he's a, uh, he's, he's a fine actor. I'm not going to take that away from him, but man, he's, we're, you know, yes. you, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I think he crushes it in the show where it eventually lands. is a lot of fun. And Haley Seinfeld is a star for me, obviously. Uh, when her, whenever you get to the episodes with her and, and Yelena, they're so much fun to watch. Like the two of them on screen together, I would watch hours of that. I need a, I need like a sitcom of just Yelena and and Kate just doing dumb shit together. Um, but it's fun. It, right, it, it's so much fun. Uh, I, I'm very excited for Haley Seinfeld again. More Young Avengers stuff, or she might pop up again. We don't really know. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm so freaking excited. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, and yes, what are your thoughts just an episode in? Like, are you liking it? Are, are, are you going to stick with it? I really enjoy it. I'm in, I'm enjoying it a lot more than once again. Like, exactly as you said, I was not interested in the show at all. I really, I don't care for Hawkeye as a character. I knew, I knew, I know enough about him to just get me by. But <laughs> once again, the movies never really showcased a hard light on him. And that really hurt him. And I read the comics, but once again, my heart remained elsewhere. So watching the show, I wasn't too excited going into it. But I'm really excited seeing the family man, Clint Barton, that they've been chalking up so much about. And now I'm really excited to watch him get 
you know, I'm I'm excited to watch him get Kate out of this mess with Ronan. I'm really glad that now we get to talk about Ronan a little bit more yes. because I was really afraid that they were just gonna gloss over that. <laughs> that Jeremy Renner um, killed a that's shit ton of probably, people. Right, because you know, that wouldn't be something they're just like, uh, not a lot of people like Hawkeye. This will make people really not like Hawkeye. Let's just skip over it. Um <laughs> But uh no, I think Ronan is actually what makes uh clint so interesting like that's actually my one of my favorite uh points of clint is when you know ronan makes an appearance um so it's going to be really really cool to watch how uh kate gets herself out of this and i really like her character too and uh action aside um i need rogers to be an actual thing on broadway (laughs) because i'm going to be at every audition i don't care who i play i just i will play brick wall number three I just, I have to be there. Yeah, I was going to say that the, the two of my favorite things that come out of this show is, again, obviously Kate Bishop, uh, you know, being here in the MCU where we're going to see her. And the second thing is Rogers the Musical, because I can do this all day. Like, so good. I thought it was going to be crap. And I'll, he's singing the, I'm listening to Cap. I'm like, man, I'm toe tapping here. I want to listen to this on Spotify. What's going on? Also more Linda Cardellini, which again, has never hurt anybody ever. So uh, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye was dope. And like I said, wherever, once you get to the end, let me know. Cause you're, you're going to, you're really going to like it. Uh, but yeah, that's all of Marvel slate, you know, for, uh, for 2021. And uh, we got some fun stuff to look forward to in 2022. So I'm just going to ask you straight up. What are you most excited about out of Marvel's 2022 slate? Because there's a lot to choose from, whether it be, you know, more Spider-Verse stuff with, with you know, with Jared Leto in, in Morbius or where we eventually go with Doctor Strange. So where, so where are you landing your hype train first in 2022? What are you most excited about? I mean, after seeing the trailer, I'm super, super excited for Doctor Strange's film. I'm very excited to see the expansion of the multiverse even more. Um, And I'm really excited to see uh, Wanda post WandaVision and just see where she's mentally at because she's so ridiculously powerful. And now that she's getting this opportunity to get comfortable in her own being, I just feel like she's going to rip shit apart in this movie if given yeah, the chance. Listen, we saw shades of that in WandaVision where, you know, you watch Wanda lose her mind, and I'm just like, man, Thanos would have gotten fucking murdered, bro. Like, he wouldn't have stand a fucking chance. Uh, and again, I'm so excited to watch this too. Again, the trailer was dope. I love that they showed it at the end of the movie. Um, you know, America Chavez, again, another young Avenger who can punch her way through different, you know, realities, which is cool. Uh, that, that, that's a fun little right. wrinkle. And again, a fun way to introduce this character. And again, it's a Sam Raimi, Raimi directed MCU film. That's going to be fucking crazy. So, yeah. I, listen, they already had yeah. Tobey Maguire show up in costume once. Who's to say they couldn't keep him in Atlanta for a few more weeks? Being like, hey, man, you want to shoot a cameo appearance for me? Like for, you know, pulling him to favor for like 10 years ago. Like. Who's the fucking say that can't happen? This movie is going to blow fucking like cameos out of the fucking water, you know, when it comes to this stuff. And I'm so freaking excited. Uh, it's going to be, you know, super, it's, it's going to be super cool. I'm excited. I've grown to love Dr. Strange, even though he's an idiot, uh, but I've grown to love Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange. Uh, Yes, he's 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 so dumb, and uh, you know Benedict Wong again. I love Wong as a character. I love his just like I don't want to fucking deal with anything attitude in the MCU. Wong has the less least amount of screen time, and he's like one of my favorite people to grace the MCU. <laughs> it's gonna yet. 
I just love how it's like, oh, problem? Okay, you yeah. deal with it. Shuma Gorath is going to be cool to watch on, on a big screen. And uh, yeah, we also get the possible introduction of Supreme Strange from What If. So who's to say we can't see a Captain Carter show up in real life in this movie? I don't know. That'd be cool as hell. So I don't know. I, yeah, frame one for sure. But uh, that's a exciting <laughs> property. Uh, I'm very much looking forward uh, to Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, that's what I'm, that's, that's, yes! that's the, I am so much looking forward to that. Uh, to watch Natalie Portman come back as the mighty Thor is going to be fun. Uh, to, if it's, just, if this is Chris Hemsworth's last hurrah as Thor, oh. uh, I will pour one out. I will pound a beer in the theater. This is a good way to go. Yep. Uh, it's going to be fun. Get a good old glass of mead. <laughs> and play Fortnite with Korg. Like, it's going to be fun. Uh, again, I don't know at all what they're going to cover in this film because it comes out. It, maybe we'll get a better idea of it as we get closer to, uh, you know, to uh, to July. I mean, who's to say we might even get a trailer for this movie soon in a couple months? Like we're not that far off. So I'd say maybe like February or March we're probably going to see something. Maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah, this movie's littered with stars. We're going to see Chris Hemsworth come back. Obviously, Natalie Portman back as Jane Foster. Uh, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher is going to be so fucking fun to watch. Yeah. They'll play a bad guy. is going to be fucking sick. And, you know, wherever they land it. And again, we're going to see Chris Pratt uh, show up in this movie. If you've seen any of the onset photos, you know that Star-Lord does show up in some fashion. So Mario himself uh, will, will grace us uh, in, in this film. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. And then there's like things like, you know, Wakanda Forever, which I'm convinced is never coming out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, She-Hulk is also coming out this year too, which I'm excited to to yeah. To that's, gonna uh, I, that's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm hoping it could be part of the first uh, Hulk, the Hulk uh, show or movie in the in the whole MCU that I'll actually yeah. watch full and through. <laughs> I don't, look, look, man, I want to like the Hulk stuff so much, but it's just so it's but it's so me hard. too. I Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I think Mark Ruffalo is great, but like, yes, it's just he's. It feels I, again. It, it's that same thing where he's a, a major Avenger, but he's kind of a, a sub, a B plot in a lot of these movies. You know, hey, big guy, sun's getting pretty low. Like, okay, I don't care, Joss Whedon. I don't care. Uh, but <laughs> I'm so excited. Tatiana Maslany is going to absolutely crush it as Jennifer Walters. I love the little tidbits of the show they've shown so far. And who's to say that, you know, Jennifer Walters can't team up with another lawyer dude in the MCU. Hint, hint, wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Uh, yeah. Char- uh, nudge, Cox. nudge, right. It'll be, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see just like a, uh, a law, you know, MCU show. And I believe, uh, what's her name? She's in the good place. I forget what her freaking name is, but she's playing the bad guy in this, in the show. And, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and also, I'm pretty sure Abomination is coming back in the show, too. So we're going to see more Emil Blonsky, more uh, Dark Avengers set up for sure. Uh, you know, other stuff we're going to get is such as the Miss Marvel series, which I'm, I don't like what to do with the character with how they're, you know, changing her powers around. But we stand a, a superhero from New Jersey. That's going to be fun. Uh, you know, uh, yes. again, that story is going to be finished out in the Marvels, which comes out in 2023. Um, uh, what else have we got here? Again, a lot of these products are coming out to 2023, like Ant-Man, Quantumania, Guardians Volume 3, which is slated for, for 2023. Uh, the only other property we didn't talk about was Moon Knight. Uh, and that's going to be... Yeah. yeah. Oscar and, Isaac. I, I love Oscar Isaac so much. I loved him in Star Wars. I yeah, love him I'm, so I'm, much. I'm so fucking excited for what's going to happen there. And again, you know, Moon Knight is, again, sort of the MCU's answer to the Batman. He's a character I don't know a lot about, but my friends that love 
comics are like, listen, Moon Knight is going to be fucking cool as hell. And another New York based superhero. So, you know, who's to say, you know, someone else can't show up in the show. Probably not. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> and the only other thing we didn't talk about was the, the aforementioned Jared Leto's uh, Morbius, uh, Michael Morbius, uh, a doctor who gets uh, bitten by radioactive bats. Or I don't I don't remember exactly what the origin story behind this character is. Admittedly, don't know a lot about Morbius, the character to begin with. Uh, but you yeah, know, this movie is confirmed having some crossover with the MCU as Michael Keaton is, you know, appearing as uh, Adrian Toomes in the film. And, uh, you know, we see Spider-Man, you know, all over these trailers. We see the the Tobey Maguire version of the Daily Bugle, uh, you know, in this universe. We see the I think it's Andrew Garfield's like version of Spider-Man, like plastered on a wall. Uh, and again, you know, we get, uh, you know, allusions to Andrew Garfield's darker, you know, uh, you know, future as a superhero, you know, in Spider-Man No Way Home. So we, you know, there's been a lot of rumblings that Andrew Garfield might be playing Spider-Man in Sony Spider-Verse, which if that's the direction they want to go, I'm fucking on board with it. I love Andrew Garfield and I would love to see him pick up this role again and get to see that edgier, darker Spider-Man that's killing people, uh, which is going to, which is going to be yes. fun. So again, I'll be, I'm so excited to see this movie. It was, it was supposed to be coming out in like three weeks. And I got pushed back because of coronavirus. So, uh, do you have any interest in this film as a, as a casual, as, as not a casual, as a Spider-Man fan? Like, are are you, are you excited for this at all? I've just seen all of the little Easter eggs, and I'm just very interested to see how everything intertwines. Because, like you said, I don't know too much about Morbius. I'm really excited to learn and to figure out you know, what makes him tick and how he's going to play in and how he's going to affect the spider universe as we know. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I'm going to be very curious to see how they kind of intertwine this like Spider-Man shared relationship thing as they move forward. We know for a fact, we're getting a Craven movie, which is going to be fun. I've seen reports from other websites that Andrew Garfield might have signed on to fight the Sinister Six and do other, you know, uh, villain stuff, which be if, they, if they finally <laughs> tackle the Sinister Six like in a proper way, like oh man, that'll be that'll be dope. But I don't know, man. I I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the second Venom film. I hope this movie's good, and I hope Craven's good because Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing Craven, and Craven's Last Hunt is one of my favorite comic books of all time. So I really need them to 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 bat a thousand these next couple films. So. Uh, it's just a, it's, again, it's always a good time to be a Marvel fan. And who's to say there's other properties that might not get announced that we haven't, you know, talked about yet. There's stuff like Iron Heart and Secret Wars we still don't know a lot about. Secret Wars is supposed to be coming out this year. I mean, we don't know. Diddly's- right? Have not heard jack shit about it. Right? It's like they they hinted it. They're like, hey, Captain Marvel, and then he's like, never gonna talk about it again. I'm like, hello. Hi. <laughs> So we were supposed to be getting that at some point this year. Uh, you know, Secret Wars again, one of the other biggest, uh, you know, comic book events in Marvel Comics. Uh, do you want to take a hot guess before we end the show of who is the Avenger that's been a scroll this whole time? Oh, see, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I have a pick. I don't know if I, I, I forget who it is. I've, is there anybody you uh, want? I would to love be? it to be like, oh man, it, it, it can't be a major character because that's just going to make everybody mad. It's no. got to be a tertiary character. I would love it to be Maria Hill. I think that would be really. I, I if, if the Hills has been a scroll this whole time, that would be fucking funny. But considering the fact they already burnt that joke with, uh, you know, with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, I don't know if they're going to go that route. Uh, if I had to guess mm-hmm. which tertiary character I want to be a scroll, uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Let's go with that. 
<laughs> That'd be I interesting who it is for sure. In the actual comic books. I want to say it's Hawkeye. I don't really know. Uh, scroll yes. secret invasion. Who is the scroll? Who is it? Uh, who is the imposter? I don't remember. Uh, oh, Captain America is a scroll confirmed. Uh, Captain Marvel, Marvel is a scroll. Uh, Hawkeye is a scroll in the comics. Okay, that's what I mm. thought. So, you hate, okay. you love to see it and you hate to see it, but yeah, that you know that's still a show that we're not sure where we're getting it if we're getting it at any point. Uh, and I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm really, really excited for where, uh, where eventually we're gonna land. Uh, you know, here is there any other thoughts of, of Marvel in 2022 you want to touch on? Anything else that we didn't get to talk about that you're excited about? No, I mean, I'm just really excited to get thrown back into the the kick of things, you know, all of these really, really big movies of all of the characters that we've been latching on to from phase three that we get to carry on and see. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited for Thor. I'm so excited to see Doctor Strange. And I'm also excited to see all the newbies. Yeah, I'm excited. We didn't mean, you know, we, again, we touched a little bit about, you know, Ironheart and, and Riri Williams. She's supposed to make her appearance in... Uh, what con- you know, Black Panther two if that movie ever comes out, uh, you know, as an MIT student, we could maybe see Zendaya pop up in that movie as also an MIT student, which would be dope. Uh, so there's a lot of yeah. cross pollination that can happen here. Again, like you said, Kevin Feige loves to weave a story, but you know, wherever this, and he's man, damn he's good, at it. good at it, and wherever, okay, but again, wherever <laughs> this plane, I'm really really excited. It's always a good time to be a Marvel fan, like I said, but. It's even better time now. Uh, I am I'm very, very excited. And I'm happy to have gone through this journey with you. We've somehow managed to talk about everything and not be here until 3 in the morning. I'm very proud of us. Right. I'm proud of us. Absolutely. Big steps. So, Katie, thank you again, my friend, for joining me uh, on my show this week. A long time coming. And I'm, I'm, I promise it won't be another year plus before I have you on my show again. Yes. Thank you for having me. I, I, loved, I loved dishing all the dirt. It was so a let- great time. I'm excited <laughs> to be fed for the next year for Marvel for sure. content. So let the folks know at home where they can find you on the internet if they choose to want to follow you on the internet. Because you're a great Twitter follower. You're very funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter. I like to tweet uh, jokes about my life. Uh, it's, hey, it's Katie. Katie, C-A-I-T-I, because I'm different. Also, when did you get more Twitter followers than me? Because I hate this. I'm really not happy about this. Uh uh, I don't know, man. Barely, you gotta keep up. We, we caught you slipping. Like what I usually do in the podcast with new people is like how we became friends. We literally became friends through mutual friend on the internet, and you were just like a gremlin, like on the internet, and now it's blossomed into a, a beautiful, well, six, seven years we've been friends with each other. Disgusting. Yeah, no, it was a mutual friend, and then I think what originally kickstarted the conversation. You said at the beginning, it's like, yeah, it's my only not Smash friend, and I'm like, if you replace the A with an O, we're very close <laughs> because that was what our first conversation. We were talking about uh, 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 Ian and Anthony from Smash. Oh my god, we <laughs> the, the the trials and tribulations of your nerd path on the internet has been disgusting to watch. <laughs> I, I dip my toes into many many water. Very diverse. <laughs> it was very diverse, but uh, I got a lot under my nerd belt, man. Truly impressed and also terrified. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> thank you again for joining me, my friend. Um, Anytime. So, thank you for having me. I and had again, so much if you guys want to keep up with me, uh, I'm a Koopa NJ across platforms. Uh, I'm gonna get a TikTok eventually. I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it. I don't yeah. Know. I don't get it. I'm so old. <laughs> 
do 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 I can see it. Uh, good night. You'd everybody. kill it. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow me at Coop, uh, Coop and yeah. J across platforms, Coop Up Pod across platforms. Check us out on the Believe Podcast Network where you can w- find all of our library of episodes, as I mentioned. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to be at a Smash tournament this weekend. Uh, so tune in for that. Um, pray for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to uh, be it for this week's episode, folks. Again, thank you so much for listening and have yourselves a wonderful time. <laughs>